This is Defender Radio. Defender Radio is brought to you by the Association for the Protection of Fur-Bearing Animals. It's the week of November 21, 2016, and this is Michael Howie welcoming you to episode 406 of Defender Radio. Something my wife always says to me is, don't tell me, show me. It's typically said with her hands on hips, a raised eyebrow, and a alleged pile of forgotten dirty dishes nearby. It's a simple way of noting that actions mean more than words. And maybe it's a lesson Canadian parliamentarians need when it comes to fishermen and seal hunters in eastern Canada. Cheryl Fink, Director of Canadian Wildlife Campaigns for the International Fund on Animal Welfare, or IFA, today published an article on the Huffington Post about a small private member's bill from the Senate that represents a big problem. Bill S-208, if passed, would create National Seal Products Day. The intent is pretty obvious, to increase world interest in seal fur products from the commercial seal hunt in Canada. Please note this is not the Inuit or sustenance hunt of the far north. It is a strictly commercial enterprise that has dwindled for decades, and it finally crashed in 2009 when the European Union prohibited the importation of commercially harvested seal products from Canada. Cheryl joined Defender Radio to talk about her article a petition Canadians can sign to let their politicians know how they feel about the commercial seal hunt, and how we can stop talking about seal products and start showing sustainable economic solutions to families in eastern Canada. The seal hunt in Canada, this is something that I think people, when they hear, are still in some way surprised that it goes on, um, and then say, but isn't it just the Inuit? So why don't we start and maybe talk a little bit about what the seal hunts are in Canada today. And you're exactly right, Michael. There's two very different types of seal hunts that are happening here in Canada. And I think for most Canadians, when we think about seal hunting, we think about the Inuit hunt or the hunt that takes place in the north, which, um, you know, is very much a traditional uh, hunt. It's a hunt primarily for food. Uh, you know, the seal is a, still, still an important part of the diet in the north. And it's a, it's, there is a commercial aspect to it in that they hunt primarily for food and then pelts are often sold as a secondary product of this hunt. Um, and of course, the hunt that we are focused on as an animal welfare group is the hunt that takes place on the east coast of Canada, which is purely a commercial hunt or a slaughter of wildlife for profit. Um, it's primarily a hunt for fur and blubber with most of the meat being wasted and not used. Um, it's, it's incredibly wasteful. It's purely for profit. It's a very short-term activity that takes place over, you know, maybe two, three weeks each spring. Um, very condensed, competitive, fast-paced sort of activity. And that's the one that, you know, groups have been campaigning against to try and end. Very different sort of activity from subsistence or hunting for food in the north, even though that hunt does have a commercial aspect to it. Well, and one thing, uh, uh, just for clarity, people say, well, people in the north need this. And I keep saying in the north. Now, is it like northern, you know, Nova Scotia where this is happening or northern Newfoundland? Is Are the people who are involved in the purely commercial Atlantic hunts, are they in communities where if there were to be meat taken, it would be necessary? Or is it more uh, accessible 
than perhaps those in Nunavut and uh, northern Quebec. You're right. And when I, when I say the north, I mean, the DFO has sort of divided up the, uh, Canada's coastline into sealing zones. And typically, you know, what they consider, you know, zones one to four is northern Canada down to Labrador. And in those regions, primarily people don't need to even have a commercial license to hunt seals. It's considered, you know, for, for food or so, again, even though there may be some commercial hunting up there, it's not part of what is typically deemed the commercial seal hunt. So the commercial hunt, as we're referring it to, generally takes place off the coast of Newfoundland, occasionally in the Gulf of St. Lawrence and off Nova Scotia, uh, depending on where the ice flows are and where the pups are born each year. But it's, um, it's, a, ve- it's a very different hunt. It's very seasonal, and it's focused on the harp seal pups right after they are born and finish molting their neonatal coats. So about pups that are two, three, four weeks old. Um, very, very young animals. And the hunt in the, the north or the Arctic that we talked about, it's, um, it's a hunt for ring seals, which is a different species. And it's primarily adult seals that are being hunted again for meat. Um, and that, uh, again, this is, it's, it's, it's very interesting to me because as you know, you and I, uh, we chat all the time. Um, and as you know, I get very frustrated with the hyper, uh, hyperbole that often comes along with animal advocacy or really any kind of advocacy. But in this case, they are very literally hitting baby seals over the head with clubs for their fur. Like that, that's not an exaggeration. That's a, a true estimate of what's happening. Absolutely. And I've been out there for 12 years myself and the, you know, people say, oh, we don't club them over the head anymore. Well, I'm sorry, we do. I mean, you're literally walking up to a three-week-old animal and bashing it on the head with a bat that's what happens you know yes seals are also shot but they're still clubbed as well it's, it's completely legal it's completely supported by the federal government and it's you know just to take the fur of these animals um, to make mittens and boots and coats and purses and other sorts of products And speaking of the federal government you have uh, uh, penned an article that's on the Huffington Post today um, about Bill S-208, an act respecting National Seal Products Day. Um, now, when I read about this, I kind of giggled into my coffee. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw that uh, a bill has been put forward in the Senate? Yeah, I know, right? It was, it's the sort of thing you just kind of shake your head and we were kind of like, really? Like, really? Our federal politicians have nothing better to do than debate about whether we should have a National Seal Products Day? And the fact that it's you know, celebrating the products rather, you know, this isn't about the people behind it. This isn't about the culture or the, you know, the historical importance of the sealing industry. It's about the products of all, of all things. So, you know, we thought it was a bit ridiculous and this has been going on for some time. It was first introduced in the Senate, uh, I guess last year, maybe even two years ago, and it's been bounced around a bit, but it's the kind of thing where, you know, we think this is ridiculous and it shouldn't be happening. It's certainly not a good use of our politicians' time. On the other hand, how much how much effort do we want to put into trying to stop it at the same time? And, of course, no one really wants to give it any more attention because when you look at it, really the only reason this thing, I think, has been introduced is so that politicians can draw attention to themselves, stand up for the seal hunt, you know, get up during debate and make their statements about how they support the seal hunt and how important it is and this and that. Having a National Seal Products Day isn't going to help revive the seal hunt industry on the East Coast, and it's not going to help Inuit seal hunters in Canada's Arctic either. It's simply so that politicians can bring attention to themselves and stand up and talk about how much they support the seal hunt. It's ridiculous. Well, and what's scary to me is that this uh, this has passed now from the Senate to a House committee. Um, it's, it's moving forward. Yeah, 
even also frightening, I would say it's only that th- three members of the House um, actually voted against it uh, going to committee. So it's going to committee. I mean, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of people to oppose it, um, I guess, because, and, you know, unless they start hearing from Canadian citizens saying, look, this is really a waste of time. If you want to support the seal hunt, do support the seal hunt, but don't waste time talking. It's just... You know, it's, it's just for show. Well, and something I find interesting, and we talked about this, I think, last year around this time of year, um, and you make note of this in your Huffington Post article, is that the federal government has not just decided to try to revigorate the seal uh, hunts or the, the commercial trade of seal fur. Uh, they've spent tens of millions of dollars just on marketing internationally on these things uh why is the world so clearly saying no to seal products from canada and why is the government so convinced that the world should say yes it is pretty remarkable i mean i think people are saying no to seal products because they've they've seen what happens at the east coast hunt they've seen the video that groups like ifa have been putting into the media over you know several decades um, and I mean, the reality is people just don't wear seal fur anymore, by and large. It's not, a, it's not a popular fur item. It's very much a niche item, even within the world of the, the, the fur industry. So people, people just aren't wanting it. And the industry's been in decline since 2009, since the European ban came into effect on seal products. Um, that ban was upheld at the World Trade Organization. I think a lot of money and a lot of hopes from the Canadian government were being put on that European ban being overturned, which didn't happen. So, I mean, we're, we're continuing to see bans. We're not seeing this industry being revived. And it's not for lack of trying. The government has put tens, I'd say hundreds of millions of dollars into trying to revive the, the commercial sealing industry over the past few decades. And nothing, nothing has worked. Um, trying to find markets for the meat hasn't worked. Trying to market the penises overseas has had some success, but, you know, that hasn't taken off either. I think they're a little bit embarrassed about putting so much effort into that. Um, you know, we've gone down the road of looking at heart valve transplants, all kinds of things that just haven't panned out. So, I mean, the question is how, how much longer are we going to try to keep forcing this issue and how many millions of dollars are we going to continue to spend on it when we could be spending on that money on, you know, sustainable economic alternatives, alternatives that will provide jobs for communities in rural Newfoundland, um, rather than forcing them to try to depend on a seal hunt, which I think is a very uncertain future. Well, and I think that's a very interesting point. How many people roughly are involved in the seal industry? Because that's something we see in the general fur industry as well as they talk about how important it is. But the numbers don't reflect that. And certainly it's dwindled since 2009. I've seen estimates as low as three to 400 active sealers um, in some years, some recent years. And again, that's only for, you know, three, four, five weeks at most of the year by after which time the seals have migrated up northward. So they're out of reach from the commercial hunter. So it's a very short term, uh, activity. It's not, you know, it's not a long-term job. It's not a sustainable job. It's very dependent on not only world fur markets, which are highly, you know, fluctuating depending on mink prices and other things, but also variable depending on the ice conditions on the East Coast, which is, has also been very unpredictable in recent years. So it's not a stable, uh, I, would, I wouldn't say it's a stable industry at all. It's it's very uh, unpredictable and very wild. Well, and it, it would certainly make sense, I think, to anyone looking at this as a business model or public policy to say, we've tried doing this and it isn't working. Let's try something else. Let's, let's take these literal tens of millions of dollars uh, that are spent every couple of years and apply it differently. 
Uh, again, when you're only talking three to 400 people, uh, or even if we were to say 5,000 people, uh, how much money do you throw at that trying to keep it alive instead of, say, let's find new ways? Let's find sustainable, self, uh, you know, self-fulfilling ways to give these people jobs. That would certainly be the logical thing to do. But as we've seen, politicians do not always act in a logical fashion. And what we've seen since the days of Brian Tobin is that, you know, supporting the seal hunt and, you know, blaming seals, encouraging people to kill seals, it all goes back to, you know, blaming seals for the collapse of the cod fishery in the early 1990s. And that made Brian Tobin a very uh, popular man. It raised his profile high enough that he went on to become premier of Newfoundland. So I think the, the trend that we've seen since this time is that standing up and supporting the seal hunt, regardless of how logical it is, regardless of how much money it wastes, and regardless of how many Canadians are opposed to this continued support, it's proven to be you know a, po- a political win, I guess, for, for politicians. It's a way to increase their popularity, get in the newspapers, get their photo taken with a pair of seal fur sneakers. And th- that's the real reason that it continues today. Well, and I, I want to address a couple of other quick things with you here. Um, one of them, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. It's relatively new on the article. Someone commented, as soon as I read the name of the organization Miss Fink represents, I loaded up to shoot the messenger. After reading the article, I find myself on common ground with her on this issue. Uh, how, do, how does that hit you, reading something like that or hearing something like that from someone? That, that makes my day, really. That makes me really happy to, to know that there's people out there. And, you know, maybe not everyone opposes the seal hunt. I don't, don't know why. But once people learn about it, once people realize how wasteful it is and how unnecessary it is, they, they seem to come around on this one. And I think it just shows that regardless of where you stand on the seal hunt issue, people are pretty fed up with their politicians using it as a, as a political grandstanding opportunity. And I think the time has come to, as you say, to move on, to actually help fishermen, to help them transition out of this industry and to find alternatives for those communities that are economically sustainable. When we're talking about uh, the seal hunt, and in this instance, I mean, this is such a well-written and well-edited uh, article, but when we're looking at this, we're not always going to get the opportunity to, to provide people with this this list of facts, with the references, with the citations. So what are sort of the, the really quick and dirty ways we can tell people, like, this this is what the seal hunt is. We know what you've been told. And we know that the Canadian government has spent a lot of money trying to confuse you, uh, which, it, again, that's well documented, trying to uh, 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 conflate the northern uh, sustenance hunt with the eastern uh, commercial hunt. So... What are sort of those key quick points that we can be hitting on with people when we do get into conversation and they're adamant that the seal hunt is necessary? I think, you know, for us, it always comes back to the three. It's cruel, it's unnecessary, and it's unsustainable. But keeping that in mind, different arguments are going to resonate more or less with different people. So, you know, finding out what really drives the person that you're talking to. Is it the waste of tax dollars on an industry that after 30 years has proven to be economically unviable and still requires subsidies? That's a big motivator for some people. And they'll say, yeah, we shouldn't be propping that up. For other people, it's the cruelty and the fact that we are, you know, as you say, clubbing three-week-old animals, bashing their skulls in to make boots and mittens. Um, and the, the complete, the lack of necessity for the products that come from the seal hunt. That might sort of be an argument that works with other people. So I think it's important to tailor your message to to the audience that you're talking to. But, I mean, when at the end of the day, there's pretty much an argument, I think, that will convince everyone 
when it comes to ending the commercial seal hunt because it, it, it is cruel, it is completely unnecessary, it's economically unsustainable, and if we want to be doing things to support fishermen in rural communities, there's certainly better ways we can do it, do it than by encouraging them to club seals on the head. All right, and the act is called uh, Respecting National Seal Products Day, and one could easily argue that we need an act respecting uh, the end of Seal Products Day. So what can people be doing to to, to, to get this changed? I mean, the EU um, ha- has more or less shut down this industry on their end, uh, and I, I know there's a couple of other countries uh, uh, south of us, in fact, who have said, nope, we're not going to accept these products. So what can we here in Canada do to try and end seal use? And I think taking action here in Canada is the most important thing that can be done right now. Uh, as we've seen, most of the international products for seal markets have disappeared. And the only reason this hunt goes on is because the federal government and provincial government in Newfoundland keeps propping it up with tax dollars and with loans and bailouts and you know investment funds. If we can stop the money being put into the seal hunt and get that being put into alternatives, I think the industry will disappear quite naturally on its own because, as I said, the markets just aren't there. Um, so I think it's really important, you know, especially if we don't want to see a National Seal Products Day in Canada, to contact our members of Parliament and let them know it's it's not an issue that's gotten a lot of attention from the media. Um, so, but all of our MPs are going to be needing to vote on it when it comes back to the House, when it comes back from committee. So having them hear from people and say, look, you know, maybe maybe this isn't an issue that is happening in my backyard, but we really don't need a Seal Products Day in Canada. It's it's. Not, not something that Canadians are going to be proud of. Now, the last thing I want to ask you, and this is the one that I, I am most interested to hear your opinion on, um, because we are both very aware that opposing anything in a rural community is often looked at as political suicide, um, that supporting rural communities... support, And I, if you watch a question period, you'll see MPs stand up and preface anything they say with... I respect rural communities. Just outright, they say it, and it gets it gets painfully obvious. Um, so, how do we maybe communicate when we're talking to our MPs or when we're talking to our family and friends that we support rural communities, but that doesn't mean we support the policies relating to the killing of baby seals in rural communities or the trapping of animals or, or whatever the issue is. How, how do we try and get that through? Yeah. And I think you can, you can, re- I mean, we can respect rural communities. I, th- I think continuing the seal hunt and forcing people to continue to rely on the seal hunt, it shows a lack of respect for rural communities because we said, this isn't something that is economically sustainable. It's not going to be something that's going to keep people in those communities into the future and if we actually cared about keeping people in their communities and keeping people in their homes, we would be investing in, in alternatives that are more sustainable in the long term. This, as I said, the seal hunt is unpredictable. It's got a very bleak future, I think, as far as anyone can tell. Hundreds of millions of dollars have not been successful in turning it into a viable industry. Surely we can be doing better for people in these communities. To learn more about the commercial seal hunt and IFA's work, visit IFA.org. You can also sign the petition mentioned and read the article by Cheryl Fink by following the links on this week's Defender Radio blog at thefurbears.com. That's the show for this week, folks. I'd like to thank Cheryl for joining us and all of you for tuning in. Until next time, this is Michael Howie for Defender Radio reminding you 
to stay informed and stay strong.